Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Backyard Catch. This is Nick once again, and we have our good friend Chuck Cape uh, on the pod with us. Chuck, how's it going? Going good. Yeah. Getting used to daylight savings time and COVID. I know. Just (laughs) another wrinkle for the fun little mix. Um, So, well, it's nice to have you back. I know we had um, a couple weeks off, but it's nice to get to talk some more football with you. We had some more stuff go down, you know, since we last talked. So, you know, with Clemson, Notre Dame, um, some more postponements, Michigan, it was all over the place of what kind of team they want to be this year. You know, lots of fun stuff. Carolina is trying to get a new coach. So yeah, they let my they let the one I liked go. We liked Must Champ. Well, yeah, as Clemson fans, we liked Must Champ, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now they're talking about um, um, Shane Beamer as one of the front yeah. runners, which is absolutely. Re- I mean that. This Ray Tanner can't seem to get it right. They need to get rid of him or make him go back to being a baseball coach. Yeah. Because he's a blooming idiot. Yeah, I don't I don't understand where that's coming from. The top ones I was hearing um was Billy Napier and uh Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. Or like I heard that Napier's a front runner now, and that would be a good choice. Well, any of those guys, if I mean you got Hugh Freeze at Liberty, you have mm. Napier in Louisiana, mm. and then you have Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. All three of them have been ranked or are ranked. They've been head coaches. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, but, you know, leave it to to the guys down south of us to to make a bonehead decision again. Well, we'll see. Yeah, they – I was gonna say, I hope I hope they get this right because just for their fan base, I know that they're kind of looking to start turning the tide back a little bit or just trying to get some positive momentum. So hopefully, hopefully it's the right one. But yeah, we'll see. It's whoever the Ray Tanner picks, I feel like he's gonna ride or die with this coach. Like if he does well, they'll keep him around. But if he starts dropping, I don't I don't know if he'll last much longer. Yeah, no, he shouldn't. Yeah. Um I guess uh, since I since I got you on too, what um, do you have now that it's been a couple weeks? Do you have any lasting thoughts from like the Notre Dame Clemson game, or as Clemson's starting to approach the last half of the season after that whole I do night? I do, and and uh, the Notre Dame fans probably aren't going to like it. I mean, I think Ian Book played the game of his life, mm-hmm. but. I think our running game was limited because they wouldn't let DJ run the ball because of his injured shoulder. Mm -hmm. They really didn't have much behind him. Had he been able to run the ball, I think it would have been a different outcome, even with all our injured players, because we just couldn't get a running game going because there was no other choice, but whatever halfback was sitting behind him, they wouldn't let him do the zone read or anything. So I think that affected our running game a lot, which in turn affected everything. And remember at the end, Notre Dame had to score at the last drive to send it to overtime. Yep. So I look forward to meeting those guys in the ACC championship. I, I do too. I think it'd be a great game. I Notre Dame played one of the best games they could have played, honestly. To like, and, they, and they really had to do it. I was super impressed with their offensive line. I knew they were good, but I wasn't expecting – they were like a brick wall, and he could just stay – and then Book is – 
uh, elusive enough to keep plays going. And, and we just got too tired at the end. But still, even with no running game, DJ's really good. I mean, he, that's the whole he, he's going to be a special kid. Yeah. I mean, he broke the record for most yards thrown against Notre Dame ever. Well, back in the spring, I saw a quote from Dabo that said, uh, he, he makes Trevor look normal. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that's, and that's, uh, a, pretty, that's a pretty big statement. He's got so. an arm. And, and, and again, we're down two receivers. Have we had receivers that have stretched the field? He's got the arm to hit them. So um, not to take anything away from Notre Dame, they had a perfect game plan. Uh, they do have a good offensive line, but mm-hmm. I just think when we're up the full force, um, I, I think we would have had a different outcome. Yeah, and I think um, as a Clemson fan, I just know that there's going to be a chip on the shoulder, too, of wanting to prove. Like, you're, you also need that little motivation, too, and this just adds the cake, too, of just really wanting to. So that December 19th matchup, if it goes the way we think it goes, now, assuming, like, Carolina, like North Carolina doesn't spoil, spoil the party or anything like that. Um, I, I mean, it'll be a fun matchup for sure. And then you, you, then you have to argue, do both teams make the playoff? Well, you, you have uh, the only one that's really close there, even if, say, North Carolina beats Notre Dame, then you have Clemson, Notre Dame, and Miami all with only one loss. Mm-hmm. Well, Notre Dame wins the head-to-head matchup with Clemson. Clemson mm-hmm. wins a head-to-head matchup with Miami. It'd be Notre Dame and Clemson again. Yeah, I think if everybody just loses one. Yeah, I think Miami needs Clemson to lose again. No question. They need. Yeah. Um, so I think that yeah, that's where it is. So it's gonna be a fun road down the stretch. But I mean, as we were talking about before we started recording, it makes it interesting when, as some of these conferences that don't have as many buys, they start canceling games, and you start getting into this question of who can go into the playoffs. So it's gonna be a fun. Well, I, I just I just don't think you, you should reward a team or a conference that ends up playing six games versus one that plays 11. It's not fair. You get beat up. You get worn out. Mm-hmm. I've never felt like that was fair, even like when Ale- they let Alabama in the playoffs and they got to sit home a week while we had to yeah. play Notre Dame. So it's just not fair. Either win your conference or get the hell out. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. And I mean, even if Clemson doesn't win the conference, if we're lucky enough to get in the playoff, I'll think it's great. But did they deserve it? I'm not sure. Yeah. And it, and it comes to a conversation that they're not afraid to put a non conference winner in the playoff. They're really not. But then you're oh, like, no, not the SEC. Well, yeah. And then you can get that whole conversation. But yeah. Cause I don't know if Alabama should have or shouldn't have. But the fact that they didn't have, they could rest that whole week makes a difference. Um, it does make a difference. It's a lot yeah. of wear and tear on these kids' bodies. Yeah, it really is. So we'll see. We'll know a lot more as we keep going forward. But you want to get into some games? Sure. We had a great week last week. So uh, yeah. let's hope we can keep that rolling. Okay. I like it. Um, let's see. Well, I'm looking as I'm looking at the schedule, obviously Clemson, Florida State is up. This is the weirdest stat. It's still weird to look at, but Clemson's a 35-and-a-half-point favorite. I know it's against your rule of – was it 24 points? 
So I never yeah. stayed away from that. It's just I was just wanted to comment. It's just still weird to see just a few years ago in Clemson, yeah. in Tallahassee a thirty five and a half point favorite. Yeah, but here we're not totally staying away from the game because mm-hmm. the first half spread is twenty one. Okay, Clemson minus twenty one. So we kind of like that for Clemson to get on out ahead early. Mm-hmm. 21-point ball, ball game at halftime, then they'll start pulling their players back and letting these kids that don't have enough experience get in and resting their players that are, you know, day-to-day with their injuries now. So mm-hmm. I do like the Clemson minus 21 first half. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that that seems fair to me, and I think that's the thing to really know because I would imagine Clemson is going to come out ready to go. Like sometimes they have slower starts, but I feel like they'll be ready to go this first quarter. I think Trevor, ETN, and the offensive line are chomping at the bit to get back on the field. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, so so. We don't, we, yeah, we don't have to stay on that game super long, um, but right. I just thought it was really interesting to note that. Um, the other – the big top ten matchup of the weekend we can we can kind of talk about. I don't know how you're feeling in the game, but – since it's definitely Ohio State's looks looks like their, their strongest competition this year, we've got nine Indiana visiting Ohio State. Ohio State's a twenty and a half point favorite for what I'm seeing. Um, are you making a play on this game? Are you like, do you like Indiana I, to cover? I, I am, and Indiana's got a receiver that's day to day, and I forgot his name, but he's one of the top receivers that they have. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing how that turns out, but. I think the smart move here is to buy it up a half a point and the uh, take the Indiana plus the 21. Mm. And and even in the years that Indiana has not been great, they've always played Ohio State a little closer than the line. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect any different this year. I think Ohio State's secondary is suspect, and I think that Indiana will probably uh, try to exploit that. But, look, Make no mistake, if Ohio State gets on a roll, this thing could get out of hand quick. Yeah, this is one of those games where I would honestly take the over. I don't even know what it is, but I would I would take the over. About 120. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I seriously. Um, because Ohio State's still – it's it's 66 and a half is what I'm, I'm seeing. That's um, not too bad. That's not too bad. And, and I say that because Ohio State can score, but their defense, they just lost too much to be able to replace it. And Indiana has shown that they've got a strong offense this year in the passing game. So, Well, you know, they do. They have a good quarterback. They have really some talented receivers. Mm-hmm. That's been the biggest difference this year with Indiana. And their defense is playing pretty good. So mm-hmm. they, uh, they play a lot of zone coverage, and it's easy to creep down the field, but it's hard to get those big explosive plays on a good zone defense. Yeah. So I think they'll probably keep – Ohio State in front of them. Ohio State will work their way down there and score, but I don't think it's going to be these, you know, huge bombs every third play. Yeah. No, I don't. I could see this being like a 42-24 kind of game where Ohio State scores a couple scores late to pull away. But I was curious with that one because I was like, this is definitely Ohio State's big big test so far in this season. Um, Another interesting one to me, is if we switch, and just because of how good this team has been against a typical team that is good as well uh, in their conference, we've got Coastal Carolina 
in App State. Coastal Carolina is number 15 in the country. And App State is a sneaky 6-1 and one team, which is weird to talk about because usually you're more aware of App State. And I've got – Coastal's only a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know what your line has, but I was like, that's – it's just yeah. a very – it's a very interesting game. Well, Coastal and Liberty are taking all the headlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, – but you're right, Appalachian State, but they've had to come from behind and win in the last minute. They've had closer games. Coastal has put away teams earlier, like 51 to nothing, you know, yeah. 42 to 10. Yeah. So they're putting teams away a little bit earlier. So they're getting all the, um, all the headlines. Now Hunter and I split on this one. He likes Coastal minus the five and a half. I happen to like App State on this one. Plus okay. the five and a half. Yeah. So, so we're split on this one, uh, and, and I think it can go either way. I mean, you just you never know about this game. Appalachian State is has always had a really good, well coached program. Mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina is kind of bullying most of the guys in their conference around, but then again, I mean, Appalachian State has speed on their side, so it's good. I mean, I think it's going to be one of the better games of the, of the weekend just to watch. I think so too. And I think you bring up an interesting point is Coastal's tasting success. And they're used to, I mean, they're, they're used to being a dominant FCS team and they've moved out the past recent years. But App has got this like culture and pride of playing really well. And I'm really interested to see how Coastal does when App like pushes back, like like pushes back and gives some like back and forth, like when you get the momentum swings. Whereas Coastal, you're right, has been used to more of just putting teams away earlier. And then kind of cruising after they've taken care of the game. That's the interesting part to me is like, how does coastal react to some adversity from app? Well, as, as a famous boxer once said, it's not what you do. It's what you do after you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yep. Everybody's got a play until they get punched in the face. The famous Mike Tyson. <laughs> That's I love right. that. Everybody's got a play until you get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I think you're right. I think it's 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 going to be a game that maybe go back and forth. We'll see how Coastal works under adversity. Yeah, I'm 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 really interested in that. Let's see. Since we're talking about those those teams, um, you brought up Liberty. Liberty's um, going to NC State as the yeah. ranked team. NC State's a three and a half point favorite, and NC State. I know they're not ranked, but they're a. They're a sneaky better team than maybe what you might look on paper, especially if Leary can 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 Leary play their quarterback. No, no. no. yeah, he 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 broke his lower leg. Oh, he broke the leg. Okay, I wasn't sure how yeah. long he was out. But make no mistake, this guy that's playing now, and I can't remember his name right offhand. The he lefty, the, yeah, he was the starter beforehand. Right, um, Hockman, that's his name. Well, what they've been doing though. NC State has had a good running game and a pretty good defense. So, you know, where they snuck up on Virginia Tech and and they beat Syracuse, I, I think they're going to run into a little different animal down in NC State. I've 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 taken Liberty every week this this year and we won with them. Mm-hmm. But this is a game that I think 
could go either way. So what we really like is the over 66 and a half in this game, the totals. Ooh, yeah. Because I think both teams will score. And, uh, you know, it, it could come down to a team that has the ball last or makes the fewest mistakes. Yeah, that's true. And um, Liberty has been really good, but they have had some turnover problems a little bit too. So if NC State can turn them over, I think – all cards on the table. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's fair because um, I'm I'm trying to pick this game this weekend. And I even I'm still trying to figure out where I'm leaning. But I mean, NC State will be ready for Liberty. Liberty's not going to sneak up on NC State. They've already no, been if, power if team. If I was leaning, if I had to say where I'm le- I'm leaning towards NC State. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's fair. Um, okay, you want to talk about Bedlam, Oklahoma State, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma's Oklahoma State is basically maybe the last chance for the Big Twelve to get into the playoff if they win out. But hasn't Oklahoma won like the last five times or something? Uh, they're on a, they're on a streak where maybe seven times. Is it seven? I don't know. I'm but not sure at, either. But at at about the last twenty five, they've won like nineteen of them. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean it's not close. The, the last time that they were both ranked, um, Oklahoma waxed them. Yeah. Now, now, Oklahoma State's playing good defense right now, but Oklahoma is playing really good defense on their own. Yeah. So, I like Oklahoma giving up the points against Oklahoma State. I just think that they're, they're, their front seven is a lot stronger mm-hmm. on defense than they ever have been. They they know that's what's kept them out of a championship. So they worked on that in the offseason. They got a good upfront seven. They put a, a lot of pressure on the opposing quarterbacks to make mistakes. Chuba Hubbard has not had that running game that he's had the last few years, and I think that has to do with his offensive line. Yeah. So I'm looking for Oklahoma to come out and win and cover the spread. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I think it's a little bit mental, too. It gets to a point where it's like a little bit mental for Oklahoma State, and it feels like they're trying to save, like preserve something. Yeah. Whereas Oklahoma's like, well, we're just going to go out and start throwing the ball. Like Rattler's just going to start chucking the ball all over the yard. And, yeah, I, and this is the kind of game where you lean Oklahoma. I just feel like I'm going to lean Oklahoma until yeah. Oklahoma State proves me otherwise. But – I think that's the interesting part of this is that, I mean, this is Oklahoma State season, but I, I lean, I lean Oklahoma just because I feel like I trust them more in the bigger game than I've seen with Oklahoma State. Well, and I think, like you said earlier, Radler is a little more comfortable in that offense. Mm-hmm. He's he's playing better. He's making better choices on his throws. So I'm looking for Oklahoma to probably win by 14 or so. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, I like it. I'm just looking at other games right now that maybe of interest that are a little closer. Do you think Tennessee covers with Auburn? They're ten and a half points. No. no. Okay. That was I one. Think, of, uh, stick a fork in Tennessee. I think. Yeah. They're yeah. Let's see. Any? I mean, do, do any others come to mind for you that you're really looking at this weekend? Yeah, we uh, on the Florida Vanderbilt game. The over under sixty eight. Oh, and 
one thing I've noticed about Florida is they don't take Trask out even in the fourth quarter. Mm. They can be up by 40 points and leave him in. Now, that's a dangerous game to play with a quarterback that's that important to you. But I think that, you know, Vanderbilt's offense has been a little bit better the last couple games. I think the over 68 is a good play there with Florida Vandy. Yeah, I think that's fair too. And, and yeah, and, and Vandy hasn't shown they can stop people really. So I think that's a very, very fair play. What do you think of, um, I'm seeing, where is it? Cincinnati, is it Cincinnati UCF? Yeah, Cincinnati UCF. Cincinnati's now the darling non-Power 5 team this year, and it's not UCF. And where UCF just has a couple losses, and Cincinnati's a six-point uh, favorite on the road. Are you, are you making a play on this one? I've gone back and forth with this. I can make a great argument for both sides. But I think the bottom line is when a team is on a roll like this, and we've seen UCF do it, we've seen Clemson do it, we've seen Alabama do it, we've seen LSU do it last mm-hmm. year. When they're on a roll like this, it's hard to break that momentum. So in that case, I think I'd give up the six and take Cincy. Yeah. Cincy, to me, Cincy feels a little bit different this year. Like they just have a little bit of a different feel, like they're – taking up a notch this year. And I like their quarterback. I think he's really good. And I think the question for me is UCF's talented on offense, but when I've watched them, I haven't got to watch them all the time. When I've looked into them, they've had some problems with self-inflicted penalties. Like they just, they, they shoot themselves in the foot sometimes and their defense is not as strong as it's been in years past. And I yeah. think that's the kicker in this is they can score, but I don't know if they can how well they can stop Cincinnati because Cincinnati can score too. Well, and but Cincinnati has a great defense. Yeah. So that's where they've won their games. And you know, it used to be defense wins championships. Now it's offense wins everything. But I think Cincinnati's playing solid defense, and I think that they'll probably just be a little too much for UCF. Yeah. Yeah, that's very fair. Let's see. What else um, What else is on your slate? Do you have any more? Yeah, Hunter's got some, some games up here. He, he he loves San Diego State minus one and a half against Nevada. Oh. San Diego State has just been running all over their team, you know, other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we looked at the Boise State minus 14 against Hawaii. We like Boise State because – Nobody can go fly and play in Hawaii, so it's more or less a home game for Boise State. I think when you we saw this in the first of the year when Hawaii went to Wyoming, the weather was going to be in the high 20s, low 30s. It affected Hawaii's play. They've been practicing in 80-degree weather, and I think that Boise State, it's going to be the same thing mm. and the same results, and I think you'll see Boise State win by more than two touchdowns. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, that, that totally makes sense. I didn't even realize Hawaii wasn't playing at home, but that totally makes sense why they wouldn't be just for all, trying to reduce yeah. the travel. Um, and the other, the other one we love is the total in the Kentucky Alabama game. We feel like it's a little low at fifty eight. I think Alabama's good for forty two to forty nine, and I think you know Kentucky's good for twenty. So uh, we like the over fifty eight in that in that game. Okay. I like it. 
I like it. I like it. Um, and the only other game that we – two games that we like is Wisconsin minus seven and a half against Northwestern. I just think Wisconsin's just hitting on all cylinders. They, they're just not a weak part of their game. Uh, they got a quarterback that can throw it. They they went yeah. out in the last two years and said they were going to get competitive on the edges. They have good possession receivers. They run a really tight defense, strong front seven. Yeah. And I just I think that Northwestern has had a great year, but I just think they're going to run into a buzzsaw with Wisconsin. Yeah, I for me with 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 Wisconsin, it's it's I trust them. I just don't know how many games they can get in when it comes to like the Big Ten. But Wisconsin's good. I mean, they were dominant against Michigan, and Michigan's got stuff they need to work on. Like, don't get me wrong, but they shut them down, and the, this this quarterback can play. I think yeah. that's the thing that's been a big separator. They've always had the running game. They've, the defense is usually around there but you're right they are getting more speed um but this quarterback he can play and and you know there's no doubt i don't think wisconsin's going to give enough games in to play for the big 10 championship yeah it may be northwestern in the big 10 championship but on saturday i think it's gonna be all wisconsin yeah that's very fair i'm i'm leaning that way too um but it's really cool i love i love when schools like a school that is not always as up there as Northwestern. Like I just, I think it's good for the conference and it's good for the sport, but it's crazy when you think about the big 10 that the teams right now, you got Indiana and Northwestern yeah. are not always there. And they're arguably some of the best teams in the conference. When you take away Ohio state and Rutgers has even like been more competitive recently. So that's true. And uh, Northwestern, you know, they got a graduate transfer quarterback from Indiana Right, right. Ramsey. He's yeah. really, I mean, he's really running that offense well. Their coach has always had a tough nosed defense because he was a linebacker at Northwestern. <laughs> so they've always had an in your face, tough defense. But I just think Wisconsin is, looks like just men among boys out there with all these teams they've played so far. Yeah, their their defense is translating, and I think that's a big separator this year is how well the defenses are translating with less practice time and only so much you can do. And they're they're a scary team. I think like if they can get enough games, I think them and th- if they can play Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, that's gonna be really fun to watch. That's gonna be a really interesting game. Yeah. You're right, and I and I, I, hope I, they ho- do. I hope it happens. I really do. I hope they get enough games in. Yeah. Yeah. But that's really about all we had. Uh, yeah. No, no, really more ACC games other than Louisville's playing. And we don't like anything with that, that game because we don't know the, the, who's their wide receiver um, at well. Yeah. He's just coming back from injury. Their number one running backs out. So, that game can go either way. I, I'm not going to play. It's too iffy. And and actually, the Virginia Tech-Pittsburgh is a little iffy to me. I mean, so. that yeah, that one's a very tough game because it's like they're both 500. Virginia Tech's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but they're right with each other. You're not sure which Virginia Tech team is going to show up. For Pittsburgh, you're like, is Kenny Pickett going to play? They're like, in the middle of the week, you're like, we're not even sure how he's going to look. And then he – 
comes on Saturday and starts balling out, but you never know until it's game time. Well, and, and Pitt's a big rush end, uh, the, the guy that is probably All-American material, it has opted out now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's decided to hang up his cleats for the year. And uh, I think probably with Virginia Tech's rushing game, they may be able to take advantage of that. But I wouldn't bet which Virginia Tech team will show up on Saturday. So I just – No, it's fair. I, and went, then, I went right past it. Yeah, and that's fair because then Herbert, their running back, he got hurt in the Liberty game. Yes. I, I, I'm not even sure if he's back either. There's just a lot of ifs in that game. I have to pick that game, but yeah, yeah. For when it comes to the line, it's it's that's a tough one, but it'll be fine. Um. Well, well we I'm go. just happy we still have college football. I know. I mean, we're we're heading we're heading into the still getting some cancellations, but you know, there was a point we didn't even know we we're going to have a season at all. So the fact that we're still in November and talking about it. I don't know what I would have done. Gone to Canada and been a hunter or something. I don't know. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. Yeah. Beaver trapper or something. I don't know. <laughs> There's still time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, Chuck, thanks for joining as always. This is really fun. I'm excited to to see this week of games and get closer. Then we, then we had the play. Doesn't the playoff um, rankings come out? Is it next week, the first week? Uh, yeah, I believe it's, it's next. Is it Monday or Tuesday? One of those days that's coming Monday or Tuesday. Okay. I, th- I thought it was like pretty soon and that will be really interesting to see how they kind of play with some of these teams. I'll be really interested to see and talk to you about I'm, that. I'm curious to see how they put Florida, Texas A&M and Cincinnati in there. Those are the, the teams I'm curious to see where they fall in line. Those are the because, teams. You know, t- Texas A&M has beat Florida head up. And uh, but a lot of people think Florida is the fifth team. So those three teams, I'm curious to see how. I mean, I think we know how all four top four are going to go. But what's interesting is what order they're going to put five, six, and seven. Yeah, I um, because we do we do rankings on this show too, and I I've been um with ranking people, and those three teams are some of the hardest to rank. Yeah, all the time. They really are because I'm like, since he's good, but are they getting enough competition? I think Florida's better than A and M, but A and M has the head to head now. But then That's I'm like, A right. and M struggled with Vanderbilt, and A and M like they've struggled in other games, and I'm just not. But then I'm like, well, but Florida gave up, you know, they gave up more points to Carolina, and they gave up more points to Georgia, and so I have them yeah. right now. I think what I have them right now is I've got Cincinnati actually as my fifth team. Uh-huh. And then I put Florida A and M, but it's very tight. Yeah. 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 Those are the those are the three teams that I'm curious to see how they juggle them around. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. So well, Chuck, thanks for being on. This is really fun. Thank you for inviting me. I always enjoy these. Yeah. It's super fun. Well, hope you have a good night. And guys, um, thanks for listening. And for now, we are signing off. <laughs> <laughs>